Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. One on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Maker Sports Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of One on One here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Man, I am so glad to have you all here for episode 80. We are uh, crossing the line here. We're continu continuing to roll right along, 20 episodes away from 100. I, you know, when I started this podcast two years ago, you know, we started it during the pandemic, really didn't know, you know, what was going to be what. Didn't know how any of it really would go, but it has been very fun. Uh, I, I really, truly enjoyed doing one-on-one uh, -on -one here. And as you know, we're right now in the middle of our power ranking portions of the podcast where, you know, we do this throughout the NFL season. We're at week 10. Finally made it to week 10. And, you know, tonight, Thursday night football, we've got the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers going at it coming off of that great game they had the week before last, which was, man, it was a great football game. Uh, Carolina probably should have won it. If they had won that game, Carolina would have been, you know, first in the division at that time. Uh, but things have changed since then. So uh, the Falcons were leading that division. Now it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leading that division. So it's it's been, yeah, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> it's definitely been a lot of fun just kind of getting into it, watching football. We're midway, officially, officially at the midway point during the season. Uh, so it, it's it's a pretty cool deal. You know, I, I'm, I'm very excited uh, to have everybody here uh, for another episode of one on one here on the uh, Legacy Maker Sports Network. Now, with all that being said, all the fun stuff, you know, we're going to get into, of course, the bottom, the inside, outside looking in the top 10, the finale. We're going to get into all that today. And break all of that down for you. So before we get into uh, this week's version of everything, let's take you back to last week and give you kind of a, a recap of what went down uh, last week on this show and where we stood. So here, week nine of the power rankings, this is what we looked like last week heading into week nine of the NFL season. First, we had the bottom. Bottom was looking pretty bottomly, uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, we had uh, we had the Texans at 32, Lions at 31, Panthers at 30, Steelers at 29, Jaguars at 28, Raiders at 27, Bears at 26, Cardinals at 25, Bucks 24, Packers 23, Broncos 22, and we had the Browns at 21. That's where we stood at the bottom last week. Then we take you to the outside looking in. Then the outside looking in, look at this. I tell you what, this middle portion of the uh, power rankings has been a doozy. <laughs> this thing has flipped so much. It, there's been no consistency here. 
I will say I feel like the top and the bottom have probably been the most consistent. Um, you know, top ten and the bottom, but the outside looking in has been yeah, that bad boy has been all over the place. Uh, it's, it's been a little bit of everything going on there. So, but with all that being said, we had the Saints at twenty. Uh, we had the Colts at nineteen, and we had. Rams at 18, Bengals at 17, Chargers at 16, Commanders at 15, Patriots at 14, 49ers at 13, 12, we had the San Francisco, excuse me, the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And at 11, we had the Jets who had just fallen out of the top 10 the week before then. Uh, they were looking pretty good and they took a loss and they just fell a couple of spots back and they were knocking, knocking the loudest on the door to try to get back into the top 10. Then the top 10, man, look at that Seattle. Look at that Seattle Seahawks team in the top 10. Uh, I'll be honest with you. No one, maybe other than Seahawks fans, had that Seattle Seahawks team in the top 10 in the beginning of the season. But, hey, that's where they were. So Seahawks at 10, Dolphins at 9, Ravens at 8, Giants at 7, Titans at 6, Cowboys at 5, Chiefs at 4, Vikings at 3, uh, at two, we had the Buffalo Bills, and at number one was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Then our players of the week from last week, uh, we had Derrick Henry, who had that great game against Houston, who pretty much carried that Titans team on his back. You know, no Ryan Tannehill, who was out with injury. He had 32 attempts for 219 yards, two touchdowns, along with 41 and a 17-10 victory over Houston. So Darius Smith had a great day. In their contest against the Cardinals, he had seven tackles, three sacks, and uh, in a 24 to 26 victory over the Cardinals. Our MVP race looked like this last week Allen at one, Hertz at two, Barkley at three, Mahomes at four, and Geno Smith, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Geno Smith at number five. I will tell you now, there's a little shuffle in the top uh, five uh, MVP candidates heading into this week's show. Uh, so you're going to be like, Ooh, who, 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 where we're going to see all that. We got one new person in one person slid out and we're ladies and gentlemen, we got a new number one, but we'll get into that a little bit later. And then of course, last week before, you know, before we get up, <laughs> that's our, our show in and out here on the legacy Maker sports network, a quick plug, check that out when you get a chance. Um, you, and you can go on YouTube and get all that good stuff. Uh, check all of our great shows out on there. Now, with that being said, uh, the playoffs. We introduced a new thing last week, our playoff standings entering to week nine where everybody stood. This is where we stood, um, you know, going into week nine. It's it's a little bit different this week, but we'll see how things go when we get to that point. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are excited. That's That was our recap from last week. We got a lot of good things that we're about to bring you away. And it's time, ladies and gentlemen. It is time <laughs> for our uh, new week. And it's time for us to bring you our power rankings for week 10. Let's do it. So with our power rankings for week 10, you know how we do this thing. We start off, ladies and gentlemen, with the bottom. All right. So starting at the bottom. Here we go. New week, a uh, couple of teams that uh, have been in this position before. Um, you know, some teams starting to get comfortable down there, Green Bay Packers, uh, down at the bottom. But we start off with number 32 and the Texans. You know, and I really debated this. I, I, I thought about putting 
Uh, the Texans, you know, maybe like at 31, maybe give them a spot higher because I felt like they played well against the Eagles last week uh, on Thursday night football. They, they gave it a, a run. It was 29 to 17, but there was a tough game. Like they they were in that mix. Damian Pierce, ladies and gentlemen, Damian Pierce, what a steal uh, for this Houston Texans team. He has just been bulldozing over people and just running the ball like a maniac out there. So much love for that. I know the Houston found them. Houston have found himself a, a gem and Damian Pierce, but unfortunately just wasn't enough against the best team uh, in the league right now, or the, at least the number one ranked team in the league right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. We got the Texans at 32 at 31, the Carolina Panthers boy. Oh boy. Look y'all. It was, I don't know if you, had, let's put it this way. If you had Joe Mixon on your team last week, you were a very, 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 very happy man. I mean, just like beyond happy, you know, just crazy happy. Uh, if you had uh, him on your, you know, if you had Joe Mixon on your team last week, because they absolutely destroyed the Carolina Panthers. They were up 42 to seven at one point. Uh, Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. He was just all over the place. Just an, a maniac. Uh, <laughs> I know Maniac might be the theme of the show, but he was all over the place. They look great. Carolina did score some points late uh, to make it look a little bit more uh, reasonable. They end up losing 42 to 21. Baker Mayfield made an appearance, uh, came in and, 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 you know, put some points on the board. But we do have confirmation that tonight P.J. Walker will start against the Atlanta Falcons. So there will be no quarterback controversy as of right now. Uh, we also did get word that Sam Donald has been activated. So who knows? We may see Sam Donald soon. Who, know, who knows if we see Sam Donald soon? We may even see him tonight if things go the way they did against um, uh, against the Falcons that they went against uh, Cincinnati. And so who knows? But we got Carolina at 31. At number 30, the Detroit Lions. Boy, you know what? I said it last week. Uh, and I meant it. I, I felt like the Lions were, you know, itching for a victory. Uh, and they got just that against the Green Bay Packers. They got their second victory of the year. Um, they won 15 to nine. It was not pretty on both sides, to be honest with you. You know, I felt like the Lions just kind of survived, and the Packers just said, Look, we don't want to win a game. Um, we don't, we don't even want we don't even want to think about winning football games. So here you go. Merry Christmas. I hope that you enjoy it. And that's pretty much how that went down. Uh, so the Detroit wins 15 and nine Packers are 24 on this uh, on the bottom, but they probably should be like at 31. Uh, Y'all know I, I, I try to stick by the records. If you haven't gotten the drift right now, we go records and we then we rank in between the records. And Oh boy. You know, it, it was kind of a rough deal, kind of a rough deal, but the lions are at 30. They got a dub. Congratulations to Dan Campbell and the boys at 29, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh was on a bye last week, so they're kind of just chilling. You know, they're two and six. Uh, they'll be back at it again this week. At 28, man, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, if there wasn't a couple teams that were just more, just way more miserable than this uh, Vegas Raiders team, I, I look, they have been disappointing all year. They have lost games, like four games that they probably shouldn't, shouldn't have uh, lost. I, I think they're like – they should be more like four and four – maybe even five and three who knows uh they just should have a better record um than what they have uh they were winning this game against 
the 27th uh, ranked team on this power ranking, the Jacksonville Jaguars had the lead was up. I think they were up 20 to 20 to 20 to nothing. I believe at one point. Um, uh, and then, you know, they just had a comfortable lead. They were in a great shape. And then, you know, um, oh, excuse me, they were down 17 to nothing. And, you know, Jacksonville said, look, we ain't got time for it. So they went on a 27 to three run and they went out there and got the dub and Jacksonville gets their third win of the season. So Raiders at 28, Jacksonville Jaguars at 27 at 26, the Chicago bears. Um, I, I, I want to give the bears credit because Chicago played against probably one of the best teams in the league. Well, by far one of the best teams in the league, in my opinion, they played really well this year. They're six and when two is upright and healthy. That means they probably should be nine and they got said that every week. But with that being said, the Dolphins and the Bears had a great game from Soldier Field. Just that back and forth battle, back and forth, back and forth. And the Bears, man, they they had a shot at it. Justin Fields had an amazing day. He led the league in rushing last week. Had 178 yards rushing on 15 carries and a touchdown. There was a moment where they caught um the Dolphins head coach McDaniel, you know, telling, you know, Fields when he came to the sideline after a run. Hey man, I need you to stop doing that. <laughs> just, just stop doing that. And he didn't. Uh, but nevertheless, it was a great game. And the Bears fought hard. Uh, they just just couldn't pull it off. They're they're playing hard for their coach. And you know, they traded away some, you know, key pieces in the last couple of weeks. Robert Quinn to the Eagles, you know, on a contender. They sent uh, you know, their best uh linebacker, Roquan Smith. They sent them to Baltimore. Uh, and before the trade deadline. So the Bears are still fighting despite everything. They did make one move and they got Claypool. But yeah, I mean, but this Bears team, uh, number 26, but they're fighting hard. Got to give them credit. 25, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are a team that are in uh, dismay or they're just there's There's a lot going on. Michael Thomas is hurt. You know, James Winston has not come back in as a starter. They've pretty much given that job to Andy Dalton. And I'm still kind of surprised that they didn't even give Jameis another opportunity. I know they said that they felt like they're more comfortable with uh, having him, you know, having uh, Andy Dalton. The team seems a little bit more relaxed. I don't know, but it's not working one way or the other. They're three and six, and they have a lot of talent in that team. And it's, it's very disappointing. But nevertheless, we'll have them at 25. At 24, I'm not going to talk about them too much because I'll get upset inside. The Green Bay Packers, they're three and six. They're 24 on this uh, power ranking, and the injuries are just coming out the woodworks. And there's no excuse. They, they were playing bad before the injuries, y'all. So I, I need y'all to understand. They were playing bad before the injuries. So they're at 24. They deserve to be there. At, you know, I, I want to put them at 32, but I know they're not. Um, Yeah, they're not as bad. Well, no, they're bad. They're bad. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to move on. At number 23, we got the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals lost to the Seahawks. Um, and the Seahawks continue to prove to people that, you know, y'all can say whatever y'all want about us and we're not supposed to be winning games. And Geno Smith and the crew are just out there winning games. They won their fourth straight. They were two and three at one point, And they just, they're cruising right now. Um, you know, they're the third seed. Like, you know, they were the third seed as of last week um, in the NFC. So much love to the Seahawks. Uh, love what I see from that team. But the Cardinals are at 23, and they've got to figure it out. At 22, the Colts. Oh, boy. Let's 
Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts before we move on to all the good stuff here. So the Indianapolis Colts uh, have decided um, that they would, you know, release and or fire uh, Frank Wright, which they did. They they got rid of him. But then on top of that, they said, you know what? You know, they had fired their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. So by that time, it's like, well, man, who is going to be the <laughs> who's going to be the coach of this team? You know, they they have, uh, you know, a couple of people on the staff. You know, maybe they, they could have brought into this, but they chose Jeff Saturday, former pro bowler, all pro great Indianapolis Colt. This is not a slap at Jeff Saturday. He's a great Indianapolis Colt. You know, I mean, you know, he's got a Super Bowl in there. You know, he was the the man in the middle with Peyton all those years, you know, with Andrew Luck there. It's look, I get it. Jeff Saturday is a Indianapolis Colts treasure. But here's the problem. And I saw, I want to say it was Joy Taylor on Fox Sports. And I, you know, I try to give credit where credit due when I'm hearing the things. But you know, what makes this sad is he has no coaching experience on the professional or college level. And they gave him this job. He 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 was coaching his high school team in Georgia. He was coaching a high school team in Georgia, but that's still not coaching. <laughs> it's still not coaching on the pro or the NFL level. And I've heard some arguments, and like I said, I think this one came from Joy Taylor. You know, look at the fact that they have Reggie Wayne on the staff. If you were going to pick a former player, why wouldn't you pick Reggie Wayne if he's already on the staff? I. I'm, I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out. This Colts team may win the rest of the games. Who knows? But it's going to be a very interesting um, eight weeks to see how this Colts team does uh, for their final eight games of the season. I, I, I'm i just saying, like, I don't know, man. Ursay, this is this is different. He may be, look like a genius after this. We're going to find out this week, though. But, look, don't be surprised if they win this week, though, because they do play the Vegas Raiders, and they don't know how to win football games. Next, well, Colts are at 22. Next at 21, the Broncos. Broncos want to buy this week, but, you know, hey, they won last week in London. And so they're sitting at the bottom, at the, the top team at the bottom, trying to get themselves back into the outside looking in. All right, everybody. With that being said, there it is. That was the bottom this week. And, you know, the bottom is, to me, about right. I mean, it's... um. At this point, you know, I think every week I've said there's teams I still think can make a move. With who's in the bottom now, I I don't know if anybody can truly make a real move that's at the bottom. And maybe, and this is an outside chance, you know, the Broncos maybe could do something because the West has been a little bit tough. The Colts in their division, because they're only like two games out, could do something. Who knows? The Packers have been annihilated. Like, they're like five games behind the Vikings. The Vikings are cruising right now. So, um, so I don't know. But that's that's kind of where we are with that. Uh, and so, I mean, the the rest of the teams at the bottom, the Saints, eh, it's just it's just a tough deal all the way around. You know, uh, we'll see. But with that being said, it's time to go to the outside looking in. All right, so outside looking in looks like this. All right, number 20, we got the Cleveland Browns. The Browns were a little bit on a bye last week, just a little bit on a bye. So we didn't have to worry about the Browns last week, but they did come off of a big win against 
the Bengals on Monday night before they went on their bye. So they're kind of riding a little high here and maybe hoping to to maybe get back to 500. They're getting closer and closer. We're about three weeks away before Deshaun Watson makes his return. And I, I don't want to put this, you know, this voodoo or this Ricky Bobby type stuff on um, Deshaun Watson. But I hate to say it, the way things have been going, I got a feeling right before he comes back, they're going to be like, hey, you got another case. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope that's not the case, you know, for him. Uh, you know, but if it is, I, buddy, you look, I don't know how he's going to survive, you know, with the way things have been. They've been coming from strategically. So, you know, uh, and a lot of it is warranted. Some of it may not be. Who knows? But, you know, I don't think we'll ever have a real true answer on what went down other than the fact that, you know, we know that something happened. So, but we'll move on from Deshaun Watson. I'm I'm, I'm not going to do that. At number 19, we got the Rams. Uh, the Rams had the lead in their contest. They were beating the Bucks. They were in a good spot. Looked like they were going to defeat Tampa Bay at home. And then Thomas Brady, you know, came out there and, and became Thomas Brady. So Tom Brady went out there, uh, last-minute touchdown drive, um, and, you know, threw a touchdown to give this team uh, a 16-13 to 13 victory. And as you see, the Bucs are 16th. So they, they jumped out of the bottom and put themselves into the outside looking in. Uh, they're 4-5, and five, but uh, it was a much-needed win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Buccaneers at 16, at 19, the Los Angeles Rams. At 18, the Washington Commanders. You know, I was at this game. And, you know, the Commanders played really well for the majority of this game. Uh, you know, they maybe had a couple of hiccups here. Obviously, the Heineke interception, that didn't help. Um, but Heineke had been playing really well, um, or at least extremely tough. And let's be honest with you, the Washington fan base, they love him. They absolutely love Taylor Heineke. He just, there's something about him. It's hard to to not root for him is probably the best way to put it. You know, and I've been in the press conference room with him and, you know, likable guy, great guy, good energy. The players love him. Um, every time we're at a game, he, as as the players comes out, he's like one of the first guys on the field. He'll wait as the guys come through the tunnel and make sure he daps up all his teammates as they're coming out of the tunnel, getting ready for the game. To me, that may be something small, but to me, I think that means a lot. It really does. It, it means a lot uh, to your teammates when you see stuff like that. So, but Anywho, back to what, you know, things went down. We got them at 18. Last week, uh, they were at 15, but they dropped a couple of spots. But it, they they took on a Minnesota team that is, is playing great football right now. Great football right now. Uh, they're on a six-game six winning streak. They're, they're cruising. And, you know, they had them. Washington had them, but just couldn't pull it off in the end. And, you know, they're, they're a solid football team. So we're going to see what they can do. And see if they can, you know, try to crawl themselves in the playoffs. Right now, I think they're ranked like NAF. So they're like a game and a half out of the spot. But, you know, they do have to play San Francisco teams like that that are in that are right now currently ranked seventh. So we'll see. But anyway, with all that being said, the commanders are at 18. At 17, the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Man, uh, Falcons had another game where I thought they were going to win. I picked them to win against the Chargers. I thought they could go out there and do it. Um and they just, they just, just, they just didn't, you know. Uh, and much love to, um, you know, much love to uh, this Chargers team finding a way to get the dub, uh, moving to five and three. As you can see, the Chargers are ranked eleventh, knocking on that 
door, trying to get back into the top 10 there at 11. Uh, but it was a good game. And the Falcons, you know, dropped a little bit from last week. They were 12, so they dropped five spots to 17. And that's where they are uh, this week. And we already talked about Tampa Bay. They're at 16 at 15, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the 49ers, unfortunately, they dropped two spots, but it's mostly because they didn't play last week. So it's nothing that they did wrong. And I know people are like, well, wait a minute. They didn't do anything wrong. They shouldn't move out their spot. But other teams did play. And, you know, their records are a smidge different. But right now they're in the middle, pretty much in the middle of the pack. Um, you know, and that's where we'll keep San Francisco for now. At 14, the look, the New England Patriots. You know, New England is a team that has played really well. They were one in three. And now they're four and one in their last five games. And they've really come along. The only really bad game they had was against the Bears uh, on that Monday night. And in, the, in this five-game stretch, other than that, New England has been in there fighting hard, winning games. They, you know, beat up on the coast 26-3. to And, you know, they're cruising along. I, I have a feeling at some point to, uh, that this New England team is going to find a way into the top 10. But we'll see. At 13, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals, man, God, boy. Man, the Bengals just... They got to just beat up on the Carolina Panthers uh, in that contest, 42 to 21. It was just ugly. And it was ugly. I felt really bad for the Carolina um, <laughs> Carolina fans. And I remember what I said last week on the show. I was just like, man, you got to watch out for Carolina, man. They might surprise. Well, they surprised me. All right. You know, just not the way I thought they were going to surprise me. But you what it is. All right. Next, we got at 12, we got the Tennessee Titans coming off of a very tough loss. Very tough loss on Sunday night in overtime to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Titans are a good football team, you know, and, you know, Malik Willis has done a serviceable job while Tannehill has been out. And, I, you know, I think my prediction for Willis coming in and playing would probably, I, I think I said week 12 at the beginning of the season. But, I mean, hey, look, you know, he got in a little bit before then. He hasn't played miserable. Uh, he's, you know, kept things in check for the most part. But, unfortunately, the Titans just ran into the Kansas City Chiefs. And so we got them at 12. And as we said before, at 11, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. They're uh, sitting here after a 2017 victory after Atlanta, and they're knocking on the door, hoping, ladies and gentlemen, just hoping to get back into the top 10. All right, so that is our, our outside looking in. And now it is time to take it to the top 10. All right, let's take it to the top 10 and see what this thing looks like as we head into our top 10 for week 10. At number 10, back into the top 10. Took a, just took a look at a, a week off, and now they're back in there at number 10, and that's the New York Jets. Big win. Big win for the Jets over the uh, Buffalo Bills. They win that one 20 to 17. And, you know, that Jets defense is legit, y'all. If you don't think it isn't, then shame on you. The Jets' defense is stellar, and it's all thanks to their their amazing head coach, Robert Saleh. That was the one thing that I thought would really, truly improve under Robert Saleh was going to be that defense, and they have done just that. They picked dynamically in the draft, you know, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine John Johnson. You know, they, they already got Quentin Williams, so they had pieces, man. They had pieces that can go in and do good things, so – you know, this Jets team is no slouch. They're going to win games. They're going to win 10, at least 10 games. 
they're going to make some noise. And I, I think they're going to get into the playoffs for the first time since 2010. The Jets are at number 10. Number nine, moving up a spot on a four-game winning streak, the Seattle Seahawks. Man, Gino and the, and the crew, man, they just they keep winning games, and they look good doing it. Like, they, they just didn't miss a beat. They haven't missed a beat. They look great. And Pete Carroll, you know, much, what is probably his best coaching job. You know, obviously other than the year they won the Super Bowl, but his best coaching job. Like, if you look at that team roster, you're like, man, who is on this team other than DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? You know, uh, you know, a lot of the players you may not know. You just may not know, but Seattle continues to look well. At number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. They come in fresh off of their Monday night win against the Saints, winning 27 to uh, 13. Lamar Jackson went, uh, and, you know, broke uh, into the top five all time rushing for rushing yards for a quarterback. So congratulations to Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, he just he did a really good job there, man. So much love to you. And we're happy that you uh that you got in, man. It's 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 a really, really, really good deal. So much love to you. The Ravens are at number eight. At number seven, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, uh, you know, six and three. You know, we talked about it a little earlier. Just when two is in there, it's different. They look like a different team when two is in there. Two is having a great year. Uh, if he'd have played all nine games, I'd probably have him back in the top five because that's how good he's played. And he's getting closer to getting back in there. Eventually, I can't hold that against him for too much longer. But if he continues to play well and if he can continue to get, you know, 10 plus receptions from, you know, Jalen Waddle and and Tariq Hill. I mean, if he can keep getting those from them, they're in great shape. Now, Tariq is having a really great year. Um, I mean, he's. He's going to get well over 100 catches. Uh, he, he he may threaten the, you know, Michael Thomas's record, the way he's catching the football. And, you know, but both of them are just, they're, they're tearing things up. I mean, the Dolphins team is, they're scary low-key. I mean, you know, they don't, they're not getting too publicized, but they're scary. It's like a new version of the 49ers teams that we've seen for the last couple of years, but with a really high-powered offense. That's scary. Watch out for the Miami Dolphins. At number six, the New York football Giants. They were on a bye last week, but we got the Giants at six. They're still holding strong in the top ten. At number five, the Dallas Cowboys, a.k.a. the Arlington Desperados. Uh, we've got the uh, the Cowboys sitting at number five. They also had a bye, so they're just kind of chilling, waiting for their next opponent, the Green Bay Packers, which I don't think that's going to go well for Green Bay. But we got Dallas at number five. At number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I really – I really like had to think about where I was going to put Kansas City because Kansas City and Buffalo, I really wanted to put Kansas City at three. And most people probably say, you're crazy, man. Why didn't you put them at three? They won last week. And most cases I wouldn't, you know, so, well, some cases I look at it at a head to head thing. Sometimes if I think the team is just playing better, I just go with that. I will say this, Kansas City's losses to me, uh, one to Buffalo. Uh, and then the other to the Colts. That Colts one should have never happened. That one bothers me. Now, I look at Buffalo's losses, and Buffalo lost to two teams that are currently in the top 10, the New York Jets, who are 6-3, and three, and the Miami Dolphins, who are 6-3. and three. So I looked at that. That was my deciding factor to give Buffalo the edge and put them at three and, and put the Chiefs at four. But that's what we have right now. Chiefs at four, Buffalo at three. At number two, seven and one. <laughs> well, God, it hurts out loud to say. 
But man, watch about watch out for Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? Because I tell you what, Minnesota fans are liking it. And when I was at the game on Sunday, you know, when Washington was kind of just getting the Kurt, the fans started chanting, you like that? You like that? You like that? I'm like, man, they, I said, I feel like that's going to come back to bite them. And it kind of did, you know, just a little bit. Come back to bite them just a little bit. And, and obviously, you know, with Minnesota getting their seventh victory of the season, they've got a five-game lead. Or, or at least essentially a five game lead in the uh the NFC North, at least a four and a half game lead. They beat the Packers. Uh I believe they beat the Bears and I believe they've all I think they've already played the Lions. I could be wrong about that. But if they they've beaten everybody in division so far that they've played. So that's where we stand. And the Vikings are at number two. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles also on a bye this week. We didn't have the up uh, no, my mind went up. The Eagles won their game coming off of a bye. Let me get that corrected. Uh, but the Eagles uh, won uh, against the Texans 29-17. to Tight game. Tight game in the beginning, uh, heading into the fourth quarter. It was 21-17. to It was 21-17, and then the Eagles scored a touchdown in the fourth, and that kind of put everything away. But the Eagles, for the fifth straight week, ladies and gentlemen, for the fifth straight week, are number one on the NFL power rankings. Congratulations once again to the Philadelphia Eagles for being number one once again here on the one-on-one power rankings. I, You know, what I can say about these power rankings, I feel like the top 10, and I'm, I'm going to bring it back up real quick. I, I had to say this before we go to uh, the finale. But when you look at this top 10, one, two, three, four, I would say five of the teams on here are surprising. Like nobody saw these teams playing this well. The Vikings out of the five that I mean, they want to be in one of the five probably surprised people. Um, you know, are not, they're not totally surprised. Cause like, well, they have the talent, but every year it usually comes short. So they're probably the least likely of the five, but the jets, the Seahawks, uh, the giants. And, and uh, I guess I throw the dolphins in there, even though the dolphins have been playing really good football the last year. Uh, you know, they won their last seven games last year or they went on a seven games um, winning streak towards the end of the year to get themselves, you know, pretty much at the 500 mark. And then this year they start off and they got six, you know, wins. so maybe that maybe I'm selling them short, but maybe five teams you wouldn't truly expect. You know, Dallas is in, you know, has always been in the mix the last couple of years. The Chiefs have been in the mix. You know, Buffalo has been in the mix. The Eagles have been here and there. I don't know, but this is that's that's been the top 10 this year, y'all. It's definitely just been interesting to see uh how this thing has kind of rolled up but with all that being said let's head on to the fanatic all right so we head to the finale this week uh so we're going to finish this thing up properly and first let's talk about our players of the week players of the week joe mixon this is easy five total touchdowns 22 carries uh, for 153 yards, four of those touchdowns being on the ground, one being in the air, and a 42-21 to 21 victory over Carolina. It is much deserved. He is our second Bengal uh, to win a player of the week award. His teammate, Joe Burrow, uh, got a um, player of the week award back in week seven. Then we've got our man Justin Houston on the defensive side of the ball, three tackles. Doesn't seem like a lot, but. Uh, two uh, and a half sacks, 
uh, on a 27 to 13 victory over New Orleans. And I forgot to put in that he also had an interception. So uh, Justin Houston was out here letting him have it. Like, you know, he had a really good game. And, you know, he also had that interception to go along with it. And so he is technically the third, you know, though he's the second Raven to win it. But, you know, now that Roquan Smith is a Raven, you can guess you can say, you know, three. But that's technicalities, ladies and gentlemen. Those are our players of the week coming out of week nine. Then we have our MVP candidates, and there it is. There's the mix. For the first time in a in a hot minute, Josh Allen is not the number one guy. Jalen Hurts, yes, I may have got it, but Jalen Hurts right now is my MVP um, unless things change. And as long as the Eagles keep winning, he's the MVP right now. He, he's he's done really well. Mahomes has two losses. Allen has two losses. Uh, but those teams would definitely be lost without those two guys. Um, and, you know, so we got Mahomes at two, Allen at three. Geno Smith sneaking up the chart, sneaking up the chart. Uh, you know, he's at number four. And, you know, just looking at what Geno has done and what this Seahawks team has done and, and just how well he's playing and the confidence level he's showing – much love to Gino. I'm, I'm going to keep, you know, giving this guy his flowers because he deserves it. I'm just glad to see him doing well. He's at number four. And at number five, Derrick Henry, who just pushed old Saquon Barkley out of the top five. Uh, Saquon's knocking at number six, you know, six or seven out there with Justin Jefferson, just trying to get back into that top five. But, man, the man beast is back in the top five uh, for the first time since last year when he got hurt. Uh, the last time he was in the top five was the week after he got hurt. He was number one. Uh, and you know, now he's back in the mix trying to get that NFL MVP award, at least on the one-on-one uh, front. Next, we have our playoff standings heading into week 10. AFC, Buffalo still holding on to the one seed right now. That was because of that victory they got over Kansas City, who is now the two seed. Uh, last week, the Titans was a two seed, but Chiefs beating the Titans, pushed them on down. The Vikings, not the Vikings, and that's other league. The Ravens at number three, the Titans at number four, Chargers at number seven, uh, the Dolphins at number six, and the Jets are at number five. So playoff matchups, if they started the day in the AFC, Titans and Jets, which I think the Jets would win. I, I just had this feeling the Jets would find a way to win that contest. And then you have Baltimore and the Dolphins. I think I think the Dolphins win that one too, and I hate that for Lamar because. Lamar's never won a playoff game, and then that's going to really come into that contract effect. So hopefully he gets paid before that happens, or if that does happen. And then two and seven, you got uh, the you know this this is a rivalry rivalry. They've already flexed uh, their second game this year into the Sunday night game, and they moved the Browns. I think it was the Browns and the Steelers out into a four o'clock game. So this one went from a Sunday night game to a four o'clock game. And so now, now that's uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers will take their spot. And, you know, if this happens in the first round, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a great matchup. They always play each other tough. So now let's move to the NFC. NFC, you got the Eagles at one, the Vikings at two, Seahawks at three, Bucks at four, Cowboys at five, Giants at six, and the Vikings, excuse me, the San Francisco 49ers are at seven. So you would see Vikings versus San Francisco in round one. We talked about this last week. And what a big difference it would make because if San Francisco is playing San Francisco ball, they got a chance to go into Minnesota and win that game. I'm just saying, uh, you know, Seahawks are on fire right now. We saw this matchup two weeks ago. 
would be a fun uh, rematch matchup between the two. And now a new matchup. This is the only new team that, you know, switched from last week because last week the Falcons were in this position, but now it's the Bucks. The Bucks would host the Cowboys, and I hate to say it, but that's that spells doom for Dallas uh, because they just – you don't want to have to play Tom Brady if he makes the playoffs, even if they're struggling. It, it just – it doesn't make a difference. Those are our playoff standards heading into week 10. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is my record after week nine. Look at that thing, 79-56-1. I went 8-5 and five last week. I do have a correction. Now, last week I, I sold myself short. My man, Russ Telefero, a.k.a. Statman, you know, because he does our, you know, uh, uh, graphics here on the network. He's, our, you know, one of our main graphics guys here on the network. And Russ said, you know, Darrell, you know, you sold yourself short. He's like, well, I said, what do you mean? He said, you gave yourself one more loss than you were supposed to have. We only, only lost four games last week, and, I, you know, I – I gave myself uh, five losses, so I corrected that this week. Thank you, Russ, for uh, watching out for me on that one. Makes my record look a little bit better, so I appreciate that. So 79, 56, and, and one uh, overall record, 11 and four last week, eight and five this week. A uh, couple of games just, hmm, that's all I really can say about that. Just, hmm. Then we take you to tonight's contest, prediction for tonight's contest. Look at that record, though. Six and three on Thursday night football, having a really good uh, season on Thursday night football. I had a little rough stretch in there, but the last couple of weeks, you know, um, you know, I, I've, I've been able to kind of pull that thing together. This week, I got the Falcons beating the Panthers 28 to 15. Now, last time these two teams played, we had a doozy. It was 37-34 in overtime. Falcons pulled it off in the dome. Now they're heading to Carolina. Carolina still is a mystery to me because, you know, they played so great two weeks ago. And then we saw what we saw last week against Cincinnati. So we really don't know if the Falcons or, or if I should say maybe Carolina will be able to bounce back. Well, no, who knows? But I've got the Falcons tonight, 28 to 15 over Carolina to move to seven and three on Thursday night football. All right. Now let's finish this thing up. Right. Let's go ahead and finish the finale the proper way. And so, of course, as you know, I've got the Falcons uh, getting their win against the Panthers tonight. I have the Seahawks moving to seven and three and beating Tampa Bay. I just like the way the Seahawks team is constructed right now. They just look great. And as long as Geno is playing well, you got Kenneth Walker Jr. coming out the backfield doing great things. And then and then you got Lockett and Metcalf playing well. Look. The defense is outstanding, you know, playing great football right now, tough football. I I, I got to go with Seattle. Uh, then, so I'm picking Buffalo. And, yes, we, you know, we got word earlier that, you know, yesterday that Josh Allen would be day-to-day. And so I'm I'm picking Buffalo, but it could come back to bite me. Uh, but I'm, I, I said to myself, I'm just going to do it regardless because I felt like if I pick Buffalo – uh, even with Case Keenum, I think Case will at least, you know, give him, you know, give him enough. Maybe they can sneak the Vikings. And I was looking at the weather element. So I'm going to pick Buffalo, just going to ride or die with Buffalo, despite, you know, Josh Allen may not play Sunday. Then I got the Bears beating the Lions. I think the Bears are playing really good football lately or better football lately, I should say. And I think that, you know, despite the Lions coming off a victory, I think the Bears will be hungry at home against Detroit. Then I have the Titans beating up on the Broncos. I think the Titans will uh, handle things and Russell Wilson and then we'll get back to the drawing board even after their impressive victory in London uh, a couple weeks ago. 
Speaking of London, the London Jaguars <laughs> will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. I got KC winning that one. I got the Dolphins taking on the Browns. This one's a little bit of a setup game for Miami. They got to be careful because the Browns team plays really tough. They play really tough. And it's just, it's kind of hard to really say. They just play really tough. So watch out for them, you know. That's all I can really say about that. But I still have the Dolphins. But the Browns, if they win this game, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Got the Giants beating the Texans. It's just just a bad deal for the Texans right now. I got the Saints beating the Steelers. Uh, and that's I'm, I'm basing it off quarterback play. And, yes, Andy Dalton hasn't been great, but I, Andy Dalton's got the experience. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints there. I got – you know, I, I don't even know why I'm doing this to myself. I should have picked the Colts, but the Colts are in a worse situation than the Raiders are right now, I think. <laughs> you know, I will say this, though. You heard it on this show. If the Colts beat the Raiders this week, the Raiders are going to fire Josh McDaniel. <laughs> if if the Colts bring in a head coach off the street um, to come in and be the interim coach until the end of this season, and they beat the Raiders, I'm telling you now, he's getting fired next week. If not, he's getting fired the week after that. He he will not make it to week 12. Uh, I'm just going to throw that in there right now. If they have a bye week, which I think they've already had, but I'm telling you, if they lose that game to the Colts, he's out. And at home, oh, yeah, he's out. For sure, for sure. Next, uh, we've got <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. Uh, Mike McCarthy returns home. Uh, and it's going to be a very emotional day, I believe. I think it's going to be a really good day, a very emotional day. But I got Dallas in this one. The Desperados will get the dub in Green Bay. Green Bay is just not a good football team right now, y'all. Uh, and, uh, we got the Rams beating the Cardinals. I think uh, this is a, the battle of two teams that are just surprising. Let's put it that way. Um, the Rams beat the Cardinals the first time around, and I fully expect them to do it this time. I got the Rams. San Francisco taking on L.A. So that's uh, the – the Chargers taking on the 49ers. I got San Francisco winning this one. Uh, they've had a week off to get healthy. Uh, they really were kind of getting themselves in a groove with McCaffrey. I just think they'll be ready to roll. And I've got um, – I've definitely got San Francisco getting the dub over the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. And then Monday night. Now, look, I'm not 100% sure yet. If I will be at this game, um, there's a chance that I will be at this game doing photography for Bowie TV. I'm not 100% yet. I could be at the house watching. We don't know yet. Uh, waiting for the approval on that now. But if I am, I will get to see this one up close and personal as the commanders head up 95 to take on the Eagles. And the Eagles are looking to go 9-0, and the commanders are looking to give the Eagles their first loss. But I've got the Eagles winning this one. They just They just are playing really good football right now. All right, everybody, that is it. That is it for episode 80 of one on one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I want to thank you all, um, you know, for, you know, tuning in and and watching the show and listening to the show or arguing with me on Facebook posts about who I picked and where I put who I put them there. Those are always fun. I really enjoy it. Um, there's a couple of people that don't like anything I say, and that's OK. But that's sports, man. That's that's what the debate is all about. That's where the fun and everything kicks in. So thank you all once again for being a part of that and um, just kind of, you know, just embracing me on that. And so I truly, truly appreciate that. Real quick, just going to shout out the shows. Not going to go too deep. Make sure you check out these shows. Inner Out Sports Debate with my man Drew Willingham 
on Tuesdays or Mondays right now through in the holiday season. Also, uh, Commonwealth Sports Talk with my man Joe Diller. Make sure you go back and check all the episodes out there. We got Monster Minutes with Becca Cottingham Quimby, who just finished up her fifth season. Uh, they finished last week, so go back and check out some of the old uh, episodes on our Facebook page. Ram Talk, right, on, right in time, ladies and gentlemen. Ram Talk started uh, on Monday night. Rob had his first episode after me and Rob covered the Rams taking on Manhattan, and they look good. They, me and Rob talked about how good that Rams team looked. They look a little different. Watch out for them. Uh, that VCU is ready to, to make some noise in the A-10 this year and maybe beyond. The three-putt golf show with Victor Herrera. Make sure you check out those old shows on YouTube. Uh, myself and Jay Quimby, hopefully we'll be getting back into the game here soon. Uh, Jay's on vacation right now, so we're hoping maybe in the next week or so the, the podcast will be back and running. Legacy on fire is starting to look more like a playoff thing right now. So uh, either in the playoffs, uh, we'll be bringing it back like we did last year and getting it ready for another run there as the postseason hits. And, of course, you can check us out, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us in all of these wonderful places uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. And, yes, you can now find us on TikTok. It's, we, we, we haven't really got deep into it, but if you need to go in there, you can start uh, getting on our page, and we're going to start posting some videos here soon so you can check us out on there. All right, everybody, that is it. That is it. That's episode 80 here, one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Enjoy football tonight. You know I say it every week. Sit back, watch some football, enjoy some football, have a good time while doing it. You know, you if it's high school, if it's college, you know, if it's the pros, make sure you get out there and enjoy some football this weekend. I'm your man, Darrell Lawrence. We'll be back next Thursday for episode 81 of one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I'm your man, Darrell Lawrence. Until next time. Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the school. If anybody got a question, I give them the